Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. All right, welcome back to another episode of Waveform. We're your hosts, I'm Marquez Brownlee. And I'm Andrew Manganelli. And today we are full on, uh, completely separate and quarantined as we should be. Yeah, it's this is a lot different not looking at you. I, I've True. Like, I've talked to you over like VOIP or whatever before, but once that intro came in, now I'm like, this is really weird. Yeah, it's usually we're face-to-face or at least at the same table talking. Now it's a truly audio-only experience, both for the listeners and for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you know, with everything going on, it makes sense. The mics might sound a little different also because they are different microphones. I am in the studio uh, right now. So I am. we're on a, a call, but I'm recording into a Blue Yeti. Uh, pro- Ooh, what is the model number of this? I bet I could check the model number real quick. So I'm uh, I'm recording on I'm in the studio but with a blue Yeti X this black USB microphone I'm almost kind of in the same setup but do you have like a like a podcast setup with a mic at home uh, definitely not like we have set up at at work but I streamed for a little bit it it didn't go too well but I still have a a decent like computer setup here so I I'm using a Samsung G Track Pro uh, it seems like it's a really great USB mic it's also USB though and I mean I guess Coming from this, you these are much cheaper microphones than what we use at the office. So, oh yeah, if, every, if well, everyone that... thinks this sounds good, here's a, a budget podcast setup. Still yeah, up. for sure. It's, yeah, I mean it's not the it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it'll definitely work for now. So, what have you been mm-hmm. what have you been keeping busy with? Because I know your spo- social distancing is a responsible thing to do. So you kind of yeah. have to you're limited to walking the dog and maybe mm-hmm. going into the woods or something. I so the only thing I've gone out for is to the grocery store I think once in like the last three weeks um, Same. just because eventually we ran out of food uh, Trader Joe's also shout out to them did a fantastic job at everybody keeping like a safe distance they only let so many people in they sanitized all the carts and everything so that made me feel like really really good about going out um, other than that I mean f- number one I watched all of Tiger King which is incredible and i hope you've watched it i keep it. hearing about it <laughs> i keep hearing about it. i haven't watched it but there's uh there's a lot of memes out there this you have to watch it because of the memes there's this like i'll never financially recover from this meme that's come from it and it's amazing and i feel like it would fit into our channel very very well um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay uh let's see mac goes on a walk like every single day um he's benefiting the most out of this for sure uh, if you want to follow pictures of Mac on Instagram, I will be posting a lot there because I'm very bored. I'm picturing him walking like by himself, no leash, just outside chilling. He's not. <laughs> I don't trust him that much. There's not a lot of people outside though. It's kind of eerie. Um, but yeah. we've we've discovered 
every neighboring neighborhood around us at this point, I think. Nice. Uh, let's see. I think I've, I think you've been doing this as well, but I've just been working out a ton because I'm bored and I can't go climbing and I want to do something to like kind of stay in shape, but also I just have so much time. Yeah, I was trying uh, to hit, I was trying to do 30 days in a row. I haven't quite gotten to do that, but I'm on a pretty good streak too. Yeah. So that's, that's good. I found this, uh, one of these climbers that I followed named Orrin Coley out of Europe, he's started this like COVID 100 challenge that is insane. They do 100 pull-ups, 100 crunches, 100 push-ups, and 100 squats and try and see how fast they can do it. I think he's Jeez. down to like nine minutes. Oh, it's, it's insane. I'm doing a half version of it and I'm getting at like 15 minutes and I'm dead after it. So <laughs> that's my like my way of judging myself of how far I've come in this. Uh, and then other than that, cooking, a lot of cooking, a lot of video games, and I'm trying to learn how to play the harmonica. But that's driving oh, wow, that's Claire a twist. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like some apocalypse, like last man on earth type of thing, just in a corner of an empty room playing I, a harmonica. I, exactly. Out in the middle of the woods with my lean-to shelter. and Nice. Uh, but yeah, that's Yeah, one it. of the yeah. things... So I've been, we've, I've gone into the studio and we, we have this sort of slow moving process of moving all this stuff from the studio spaces we have into the, the new space. And I'm going to send you a picture right now of the progress that I've made. So the, this is, I'm going to send you a picture of the current studio on its way out. And I want, I want your reaction to it. I texted it to you. I'm excited to see this. So like. I've been moving Studio C and I did one day where I felt so good about it. I was like, yeah, Marquez is going to like be so pumped. He doesn't have to do all this moving by himself again and he's going to see this. <laughs> and now like this is all happening and I just feel useless here. But let's yeah. See. Oh my goodness. So like the carpeting tile from basically half the studio is completely gone. You some how did you manage to get that like uh what do you call it like tv stand i yeah. guess from behind the couch okay i just said you've you... like literally <laughs> fuck you've you've gotten the heaviest things out of there i've gotten everything so far that i believe i can fit through the door without disassembling so i sent I you two like more a... photos of how i've yeah. done it and one of them is, is downstairs <laughs> with all the new floor set up. And then one of them is in the elevator. Yeah. So the next desk is the perfect maximum width that I can roll it through any of the doors. Mm-hmm. And it supports a ton of weight. So basically any of the furniture that is in some dimension narrow enough to fit through the door, I will lift it up. I should do like a vlog or like a time lapse of this or something. Yeah, I'm super interested because this is like not just lifting it up onto a little cart. That's like, it's like four feet off the ground that you have to get onto these, the desk. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I lift it up on one side at a time. I'll, I'll put one side on one side of the desk and then I'll lift up the other side, put the other side on the desk and like balance it out, get it somehow in the middle and then wheel the desk through all the doors into the elevator downstairs into the new space and then set it up. So, so far I've done like four couches, a couple chairs, some desks, some two two ottomans, is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. A, a bunch yeah, of furniture yeah. basically that I've gotten to fit through the door. I'm probably gonna have to get some help to move the bigger like 
wardrobe stuff, but yeah. it's going pretty it's going pretty okay so far. I think it's worth probably a video of like the process. Maybe that's what I'll do for quarantine content. Yeah, man, that's that's impressive. I feel way less accomplished by what I did with Studio <laughs> C after looking at this stuff, but I, I feel so bad. Like you you this is how you started in this space is that you had to move all this stuff by yourself. I think you had a little help back then, but like now you finally had a full team behind you and we were going to all just tackle this and <laughs> and now you're sitting there doing it by yourself again. Well, the fun part will be when you guys get to come in in like a month or two whenever that happens and like you'll just come into like a new studio and it'll be it'll be all I mean, set yeah, up Yeah, it's going to be great for us, but <laughs> yeah. it should be the exact opposite. Uh, but I get I get a sense yeah. of satisfaction from setting things up though. There's this weird okay. like when I get a new phone and I get to like set everything up again, I don't do the auto setup. I like do a lot of it manually and I feel like it's a little bit parallel. I get to I get to build the studio exactly how I want it. That's yeah. All right. Well then then this yeah. seems uh like some <laughs> a great thing to be doing while going pretty good. We're all real bored. Yeah. Um all right. What do we have next on the agenda here? Oh, I've had I've had way too much time on my hands here, obviously. Um that all these like little things that annoy me now that usually like so you know something annoys you but you're in the middle of the day and you're busy so you just kind of forget about it and you deal with it now oh it's like like a shower thought pretty yeah kind of um you never have time to like see what's wrong with it or or how to fix it or whatever but now when you're sitting at home all day you've got a a million things that just make you mad (laughs) and you have plenty of time to think about them so i started jotting down all the tech things that just interesting annoy okay. me and i thought what's better than to just like let it all out there i've only i've gotten three things down right now but i will continue okay. to add to this list because i have a feeling we're going to be doing this for a little while longer um all right do you do you have cable at home <clears throat> i do yeah do you do you ever go to like the on demand uh like section of it and go through you know like past a tv show you might have missed or see what uh like movies are on, on demand and stuff like that. I've seen them, yeah. Or even just like you can watch old episodes of TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does you, I don't know what cable company you use, but the UI from Verizon is like literally the slowest UI I've ever used in my oh, life. Oh yeah, I it's, don't know how it's always. There's always a couple things in life and tech that you can count on being slow and laggy, even if they're brand new. One of them is the TV remote. Mm-hmm. And just the UI of like the FiOS like on demand exactly, menu. Yeah. And the other one is for some reason always the in car navigation. That's stuff. what I was gonna compare it to actually. Is like yeah. How have those two things like car manufacturers and cable companies are making so much money? I don't understand how they're not up to date in stuff like this. The amount of times I try and type in a TV show on like Verizon's on demand. And I click the button and it doesn't move, so I click it again, and then it registers two clicks. And I, oh god, it's just yeah. like sitting here at home now is just infuriating to think about. Honestly, uh, the answer probably is they're too big and not enough people care. And if some random new company came along and that was their thing, is like we made a super fast cable box UI, <laughs> it wouldn't be enough to get people to switch. It's sad that that can be could be like an actual selling point. It's like our UI feels like it's from the year two thousand, not from the year nineteen ninety. Yeah. I, I would buy that. I would go to that cable company instantly. Um, 
All right. I also have, have you ever had on Twitter when you start searching somebody in it and like halfway through typing the name out, you see them pop up on the drop down menu and then you go to click it. But then as you stop typing, it adds two more hashtags above that. And the thing you tried to <laughs> click moves down and then you click on the wrong thing. This, yes. And this also used to be actually a really annoying problem in Android. I don't know if you remember the old share sheet in Android where yeah. if you go, so this, they changed it, I think two generations ago, but if you go to share something, you hit the share button, mm -hmm. it would pop up this menu where it would open up a bunch of apps for you to share it to. And then right as you're about to hit the icon for the app you're gonna share it to, it would bump it down by like two <laughs> lines as it filled in your contact list with like your common contacts. And uh -huh. then it would be too long. You'd tap like the wrong contact instead of what you wanted to actually share it to. And this was like a, not unspoken, but this was a very common <laughs> problem people had with Android. And then they finally fixed it. And now it's great. Okay. Uh, I feel like Twitter has still not fixed that. I've noticed yeah, it plenty of it. times before, but now it's just like one of those things where I have a platform to complain about it on and, <laughs> and too much time to think about how mad it makes me. And then last reddit i still i don't know how long new reddit started ago because i use old reddit all the time but every once in a while it tries to sneak in that like hey here's the new reddit layout it's still the worst it's still awful i will never use it if they ever go to just new reddit i'll probably just quit reddit altogether but i don't know it was in <laughs> I, I, like i finally gave it a good chance because i'm not doing anything i'm sitting at home so new reddit pops up I go find an article, start reading the comments, and like one minute into it, I was like, I can't deal with this. I, I will never use new Reddit. I think that is from how much you've used old Reddit. Probably. Because I, I know I, I've used Reddit not that much, but I, I use it on my phone more often, and there's an app for it. So yeah. I didn't really use it on the desktop. So I, I think for my use, the new Reddit is fine. <laughs> which probably is Dude. cringy to you, but it's I, I have no problem with it, but I can tell uh, it's it's very different. There's just something about how like simple it used to be. It's just a bunch of text and lines, and there's like a couple little uh, like plugins you could add into your browser, and it would make a couple little things a little nicer, and then they just tried to redo it all themselves, and now it, it reminds me of Dig, which is hilarious because Dig and uh, Reddit used to be like, super rivals and the day dig went down all of them came over to reddit and it was this huge ordeal but hmm. yeah i don't know all right so that's enough of me complaining that it actually <laughs> I guess felt we can... really good to get that all off my yeah chest right slowly now. one by one those new companies will pop up we'll get we'll get a new twitter ui we'll get old reddit coming <laughs> back and we'll get a new on-demand cable box yeah. menu but we should I've, do uh, we should do a little recap because we haven't done okay. that of of the stuff since the last podcast episode. There's been some yeah, videos, and, and I wasn't there to to deal with any of this during it. So <laughs> uh, I'm equally as excited in what the behind the scenes of this stuff was. Yeah. Okay. So where do you, we can start with the MacBook Air. Okay. Um, the MacBook Air is is new. It's refreshed for 2020. It's got the new keyboard. It's got the new 10th gen Intel chips. Uh, doubles the base storage and drops the price to $999. In my opinion, this is, br I mean, it already was the default Mac to recommend, but it's it's so easy to recommend now if someone was looking for a new laptop, this being like the standard. This is, okay. the MacBook Air is back. Would yeah. you say this is like the perfect, um, hey Marquez, my kid's going to going off to college this year and they really want a Mac 
because that's what everybody wants when they go to college. Like, which one should I get? Yeah, really it is, because especially a lot of the changes they made to it, as I said in the video, I was really looking forward to a 14-inch MacBook Pro or like a refreshed smaller MacBook Pro with like all these same changes. Um, but I look forward to a computer like that because I, I have like a little bit more that I want to do with it, you know, some photo editing once in a while. Yeah. Um, maybe occasionally chopping a 1080p video, you know, stuff like that happens sometimes for me. Uh, but generally, the MacBook Air can do, if you run Mac OS, if you could run a Mac and you have the budget for it, yeah, this is like the do-it-all casual browser, you know, mm -hmm. a couple of apps here and there, like iMessage, like this is the Mac that does what you want. Uh, easiest recommendation for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like I always also recommend Apple or like Mac products for laptops for college students because being able to take it to an Apple store to get it like fixed or whatever is the easiest thing possible. And I always say like sometimes it's worth paying that little bit extra for somebody who's not like a tech head to have that ease of mind to knowing that they can just bring it in to an yeah. Apple, a genius bar whenever. Now, all that being said, where the hell is the 14-inch MacBook Pro? <laughs> I, this is this is the computer that I would, for me, this would be my default. Like, I know the MacBook Pro is easy to recommend to anyone. And for me, I, I am using the MacBook Pro daily right now, and it's been great, and I, I don't have any problem with it. But when you do start to do some of that heavier stuff, you can tell it's thermally, just because it's a little bit thinner, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit constrained. And of course, there's half the USB-C ports. You only get two on the MacBook Air instead of four. And there's just a couple little things. I'm not the biggest trackpad or the biggest magic uh, touch bar, whatever they call it. <laughs> not the biggest <laughs> touch bar fan, but it's there. Um, I actually do prefer the buttons on the MacBook Air. But just just make the MacBook Pro. Just make it. Because you can't recommend right now the 13-inch MacBook Pro with the old butterfly keys oh, yeah. uh, and the older chips. Like It's, it's just not a good buy. Um, but they are still selling it. So if you were thinking about buying a MacBook Pro, a 13-inch MacBook Pro right now, don't is is the PSA. And uh, wait for the new one or grab a higher-end MacBook Air. Cool. So then next we had, well, let's just go to iPad Pro because this was the other yeah. one that was uh, getting a lot of attention. But it's got attention for interesting reasons. We knew an iPad refresh was coming. And we got it. This was the A12Z Bionic and a little bit extra RAM and a LiDAR camera and an ultra wide on the back. But that's basically it. And all of the attention really came from the added trackpad support and the new Magic Keyboard accessory mm -hmm. with a we trackpad about that a lot built in. Last episode, yeah. I think. So now that it's out, I have reviewed the iPad Pro and, you know, it is what we thought it was. It's a it's a minor bump. It's a spec refresh. It is not worth upgrading to if you already have uh, the last-gen iPad Air. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're still keeping an eye out for the new Magic trackpad. I will say, one, uh, one fact check from the video, I was wondering and I asked Apple if they all have 6 gigs of RAM instead of just the 1 terabyte 12.9 inch that they sent me. Uh -huh. and they didn't want to say, so they just said, that's something customers will find out. Now, to me, that means, nah, no. we didn't put yeah. it in all of them. <laughs> um, but it turns out, it seems like they all have 6 gigs of RAM now. So, fun fact, I think uh, if you get any of the specs. It's like such an Apple thing to do to like have something to answer that's good and to still not answer it. 
Yeah, why would they not just say <laughs> we bumped up the RAM? That's also a notorious Apple thing. Like they've never really said how much RAM is in their devices. Uh, I ran Geekbench and I saw 5.52 gigs of RAM. So I just sort of assume like, okay, yeah. nice, six gigs of RAM here. Maybe it is six gigs. Maybe it is 5.8, whatever it is. But Apple never puts that about the iPad. Why? I don't know. They know people are going to find out. I I mean, are they just trying to not get into the like the spec debate of everything? And that, that's the only thing I can think of. They're like a brand who are themselves and they're not comparing themselves with a million other specs because that's they're optimized differently. So it is different. I mean, on one that's- hand, you could say they don't want to get into this spec war with tablets or comparing themselves. But on the other hand, all they ever talk about is how it's more powerful than a PC and how they have the new A12Z Bionic. And if you go to the the Apple site, that's all they want to talk to you about is the new Retina display. I mean, why not toss in, hey, there's more RAM. I think the the average person will understand more RAM is good. (laughs) I think they can say that. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Then there's also like you see these tablets set up at Walmart where their little like uh, spec sheet list is completely wrong and it says it has 250 gigs of RAM because they don't, or 250 gigs of memory. And so maybe they just don't want to get totally screwed over by Walmart or Target messing it up. Eh, Yeah, I guess that is true. I I also don't know if that's the same customer, you know, like the person who's going to Walmart to get like a $400 tablet to shop on. Versus the person who's dropping eight hundred, nine hundred, twelve hundred bucks yeah, for an true. iPad Pro to true. like edit videos and on, on their Apple Pencil, like I think I think that would have been a no brainer to just say, by the way, we increased RAM by twenty five, forty percent, whatever it is. I don't know. That's something we'll never really understand about Apple, I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, iPad Pro review is out there. It was a lot of fun. A, a lot of this is like. Just to zoom out a little bit, shooting videos by myself is sort of a little more of an old school feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, there's the the third person shots and the rolling shots and all that. They're all really fun. But when it comes down to it, I'm, I'm still just reviewing a device and I'm pointing the camera at the device and myself. So it is also kind of a kind of, you know a throwback to be making videos yeah. with just a couple of angles and just talking straight about the device. Speak, how does that feel? Like, what does it feel like to be doing it like you did? When did I start? Three and a half years ago. So it's been a while since you've made a video, or made a group of videos at least completely by yourself. Right, yeah. I I think it's, I mean, it's fun. It's a, it is a challenge because there are certain things I want to show where like I'm taking a photo and I want to show like, the back of the phone as I take a photo or show like that I am taking photos and I can't really get those angles. So I can, I can still tell pretty much the same story visually with the couple of angles I'm confined to. Um, but it also sort of brings out the new, I just bumped the mic, but it, it brings out the new slightly more creative, fun, just product photography, uh, yeah. shooting videos of products angle that I've enjoyed like forever. Like that's mm-hmm. 10 years old for me and I'm, I'm still going to love doing that. So that part's still fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely quiet. <laughs> it's quiet. Yeah, right. I'm sure <laughs> that makes me jealous that the building is probably so quiet. I saw one shot of the uh, from the next video we'll talk about, which is P40 Pro where you're up on the roof. You saw the elevator looked, shot? <laughs> not Well, th- that was also confusing, but... Um, there was one kind of over the edge and there was one car in the parking lot out front 
and for if people are worried uh, that yeah. Marquez is going to the office and there's like a lot of people, that parking lot is filled by eight o'clock every morning. So the fact yeah. that you're in there in the middle of the day and there's one car means nobody is going to the office right now. Yeah, it is a it's a very quiet building and I look I just straight up don't have to interact with other humans. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, yeah, like if you saw in that that P forty pro video, which we can talk about, um, there was a shot where I was walking towards yeah, the yeah, elevator yeah. getting a shot and then the elevator opened. That was I guess sort of a small flex if you understand this building, which is I took the elevator up to the roof. The roof opens up. There's no one up here. I'm shooting on the roof for like, you know, 25 minutes, whatever, getting a couple shots of the phone. And then I go back, roll over to the elevator to call it to go back down. And it's huh. waiting for me it's still for- on the roof. Huh. No one has taken the elevator. So, yeah, I, I just uh, I got one shot quick as I was walking over to the elevator door opening because uh, it was just chilling, waiting for me. I was trying to figure that out when I was watching it, whether somebody just didn't get off or rode the elevator up and then was going down. I don't know. But that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, we've never been on the roof and it's come right away. Yeah. Um. So the that video. So that was Huawei P40 Pro. Uh, impressions and and basically a first look. So Huawei unveiled, well, you probably saw three new phones. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a P40, there's a P40 Pro, and there's a P40 Pro Plus. Uh, not my favorite name, but there you <laughs> go. And these are, again, uh, kind of like the Find X2 Pro. These are like spec heavy, like pretty great, obviously, flagships and a lot of cameras going on. Um, but they are also not as relevant to the U.S. market because there is no Google support and there's no Android. I mean, there's no uh, Play Store and they have the Huawei app gallery and they've made their their replacements basically by now. But yeah, it's uh, it's not something most people in the U.S. are going to be buying. Yeah, no. Not, I feel but like it, we'll it, get hate for that, but like it's just that's just how it is. Where I mean, it's, if in, if you ask someone like. Just ask anyone, really. What phones do you see in stores? What phone would you consider buying? And it's they're gonna go straight from like Apple to Samsung to Motorola to maybe there's an LG or Sony or HTC. But uh, even OnePlus shows up. But I don't think they even know uh, they can import a Huawei phone. Uh, yeah, also, no. yeah, they they did have one spec that I was particularly impressed by, which is they have 40 watt wired charging and 40 watt wireless charging Hmm. um which is that's insane so i for perspective uh the iphone used to come with a five watt slow charger now it comes with i think it's an 18 watt uh fast charger in the box uh and that's fast in air quotes now you have like the 30 and 35 watt uh dash charging from OnePlus, and now you have 40 watt charging but 40 watt wireless charging um that's nuts. <laughs> I'm really excited. One of those really things where, like, I'm glad it was a bigger company doing it because if we saw one of these small companies pulling that off, I'd be oh, like, "That's true. dangerous." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I trust that. Yeah, that's yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, also, a quick fact correction: I said that the the P40 Pro would have 40 watt wireless. Only the P40 Pro Plus will have 40 watt wireless charging. The P40 wow, Pro okay. has 27 watt wireless, but they messed up their spec sheet when they gave it to us. But yeah, that uh, that is some serious wireless charging horsepower, and that is kind of funny. Yeah, if you saw like, 
I don't know, if you saw like a budget phone, if you saw like yeah. a Realme phone and they said 40 watt <laughs> wireless charging, you'd be like, whoa, wait a second. I don't know if, what's the catch? Yeah, I'm not doing <laughs> What's the catch? Um, yeah, so that that was the P40 Pro. Uh, an interesting phone to get hands on and the hardware is really cool, but I don't see, uh, I don't see that being super um, influential here. But then we get to the last video, which is... I don't always do a what's on my phone or what's on my tech video, but I did for 2020 mm -hmm. what's on my phone for the Galaxy S20 Ultra. People ask for it every single day. Like pretty consistently. Every day. People, I'm sure the day after you posted that, asked for an updated version. That's just how quickly it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. I don't know. There, <laughs> I've done, I think, maybe three years in a row since, or since 2017 at least of like what's on my tech. But the thing is, once you've done it that many times, you sort of get into a rhythm. And I, I have a very similar setup each time, especially for yeah. what's on my phone. You know, I've got my like row of eight apps, 10 apps at the bottom, and I have my messenger and I'm, what do you expect? It's Instagram, it's Twitter. It's the same couple of things usually, but it's a couple small changes. But for this video, uh, for Galaxy S20 Ultra, I did more of like a how I alter the setup for the phone uh, video. So I, that's more of mm -hmm. like, you know, you can get a phone out the box and just like set up your apps and start using it. But once you get in beyond that, there's a bunch of settings you can tweak and things you can change and default behaviors you can adjust that will all make it either faster or faster for you or just more predictable the way you want it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily make this type of video for a non Samsung phone yeah, or like exactly. a, like, like if my daily driver was, a you know, the OnePlus 7T, I wouldn't have nearly as much to change about the default behavior because I use the default launcher pretty much as is out the box and I don't have to disable the Bixby button and I don't have to do all these other things, mm -hmm. uh, that I, I tend to find like more predictable about those ROMs. So yeah, it was just a sort of a brief look into what I do. Uh, and the what's on my phone format. Yeah, so specifically, if you are listening to this and you have a Samsung phone and you want a couple little neat tips and tricks, it's probably a video to go then check out. Then that's for you. That yeah. video is for you. Do you have any tricks? I mean, you're still, what's your daily right now? Pixel 4? Pixel 4, yeah. Do you find you have any pro tips? Like you speed up the animations, or you do anything wacky we might not expect, or are you sort uh, of closer to just, stock? Just charge it all the time because it's going to die if you don't. Fair. <laughs> pro tip. A, pro tip. Have a wireless charger at every one of your desks and next to your bed. That's yeah, I was going to say, are you, you're more of a wireless charger at this point because yeah, you came from I mean, a Note. Yeah, Note is what started me there. And then like wireless charging seems so gimmicky. I've definitely said this before, but the minute you have a charging pad like at the main places you are, which to me is I have a desk at home, I have a desk at the office, and I have my nightstand at home. When you have somewhere like a wireless charger in those three places, you'll never want to plug a phone in ever again. Yeah, I think yeah. this was uh this is the one thing. Hold on, let me pull something up. But that actually kind of comes back to OnePlus, which I was talking about, because that that sort of was one of the last phones that I use on a heavy basis that didn't have wireless charging. Like I have a wireless charger at my desk. I have a wireless charger at home, actually a Pixel stand at home, uh, but I kept switching back and forth between phones with wires and phones without, uh, phone, sorry, with wireless charging and without. So I also have a cable sticking out next to the wireless charger, both at mm -hmm. my desk and at home. Uh, but the OnePlus 8 
or the 8 Pro, whichever it is, is rumored to have wireless charging finally this year, uh, I which I think so would, happy. yeah, I think that would complete like the flagship uh, lineup of like they all just have wireless charging now. And there's no reason not to sort of get invested and maybe have one at your desk and just always be topped up. Yeah, that that would potentially sway me to find like I've loved OnePlus. I think their phones are great and I've debated going to one for a long time, but for some reason that that wireless charging I'm so deep into it. So if that's true, have you maybe, have you maybe, seen the the specs that they've like you know how they always tease seen it. Oh, okay. Well, they've I mean, they every year tease like a one or two or three specs like okay, before yeah, the phone yeah. comes out. Uh, I'll read the specs that they have confirmed to you, and you can tell me if this is. I mean, they're all obviously going to be pretty good and standard, but mm-hmm. um, let's see. They've said 120 hertz. They said that like way back in January. Yeah. Um, they've also confirmed Snapdragon 865, UFS 3.0 storage, and LPDDR5 RAM. Nice. I mean, like, like, yeah. OnePlus is never one that I would ever be worried about stats or like specs wise because they're always that's their thing. That's their shtick. I mean, yeah, specs for money. Um, yeah. I think the the question is going to be, you know, what models do they introduce? Because there's a rumor of like a OnePlus Eight Lite or like a standard oh, OnePlus huh. Eight and Eight Pro. So they're stratifying a little bit. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, a lot of rumors coming up about those phones. But I think yeah, we kind of hit the the four video projects from last podcast episode. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, do you want to give any quick quarantine content? We're not going to go super deep like last week, but we usually do content we liked. So quick, Ooh. quick shout out. Anything? Uh, let me let me go to my sub box real quick. I bet there's something. All right, well, while you look, I'm going to shout, shout mine out okay. real quick. Um, go for it. Gus Johnson, we've talked about him before. He had a video called Mousetrap Blackjack. It was like all lowercase, not clickbait, I saw it. I was like, Gus is usually funny, but he's usually funny in his like two minute videos are the best. And this was like 15 minutes long. And I clicked on it just to see, cause I was confused how he would put a mousetrap in blackjack. And it was the greatest video I think I've ever seen by him. I think I've watched it four times since then. Um, my wife loved it. It was hilarious and made no sense, but it was perfect. Just go watch it. We'll put it in the show notes. Nice. I think you saw it too, right? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. You but haven't I, watched I will it now. You should watch I will. it. It's so funny <laughs> for no reason at all, but it is so good. Uh, I will toss in uh, just Peter McKinnon's channel right now. He's on like mm-hmm. a rampage of. He's uploaded, I think, every single day, or, or just about that for maybe two weeks running now, uh, which is awesome. And he's he's obviously doing all this creative stuff, moving into his new studio photography challenges green screen edits paying artists to edit his photos all this stuff uh in the midst of it so peter mckinnon absolutely crushing quarantine content right now so just check out his channel if you're interested in any of what i just said cool well i'll put that in the show notes but i'm pretty sure every single person listening to this is uh, i mean sub just to click peter it. already yeah, yeah. But check it out <laughs> uh and then there was one other quick thing there's just a really good verge article about how uh to safely order takeout and delivery. And I think the most important part of it was how like all these delivery places are doing contactless like drop off where you're paying on your phone, everything delivery drivers are just dropping it off. But apparently since people aren't seeing the delivery drivers, no one's tipping anymore. So Mm. if you're ordering delivery, just, just tip, 
everyone out there it's a it's not a great job and they kind of rely on your tips is they're the, they're the reason you're the, eating tip in the app but tip yes. in the app if you can because obviously cash isn't the best thing to leave floating mm-hmm. outside in the wind For sure. and all that yeah. yeah well they and they talk about that also just you're handling cash and then giving it to someone who doesn't know if you're sick or not so true also i'm at we're at the point where max starting to think it's dinner time so if if you hear any mm. noises in the background he's literally like paws up on my chair begging for food right now <laughs> that's adorable <laughs> uh okay wow so let's uh let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk through some more newsworthy stuff that we didn't quite cover in videos be right back Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from NetSuite. And that's exactly what NetSuite provides, support. But what they really provide is support where you need it because no one needs help where they don't need it. So NetSuite wants to provide you with products and services that are tailor-made for your business. Help where you need it. NetSuite is a top-rated cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessible from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash waveform. That's netsuite.com slash waveform, netsuite.com slash waveform. All right, welcome back to Quarantine Content. The podcast continues, and uh, I think we should just jump right into the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the news, the headlines go like this. YouTube is reducing its video quality to ease the strain on the network for the next month. Now, that is technically true, (laughs) Um, but really all that's happening is, so for the next month, YouTube is reducing worldwide, it started in Europe, but now worldwide, the default video quality is gonna be standard definition 480p for everything uh, for the next month, just to reduce, like there's just straight up more people online right now. Netflix had to do this, Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot I of these like, like Zoom, Amazon and, and Apple their... were also like kind of yeah. throwing it out there in Europe and, and looking yeah. to come worldwide. 
So now that that strain is actually taking a toll on them, they've decided to yeah, you can you can still you can still watch in HD as of right now, as we record this, you can clearly just go back and check the 1080p or the 1440 or the 4k box if you want. Um, but they've just reduced the standard to 480p to take the strain off of all the people they were defaulting to 1080p just for a month. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it's really not that bad. Like it, it's one yeah. of those things where all of us read it and we're like, no, everything's going to crumble. How am I going to watch anything? Like, but like 80% of the people are not going to notice this. This even happens. They probably could do this normally and then just no one would even blink an eye except for us pretty much. I actually, yeah, I actually noticed. I, well, yeah, because <laughs> I, I watch everyone. Yeah, all of us and everyone listening to this, there's like the tech heads out there. There's the, the film people out there. They're going to notice, but like, when you think about the average person, that's far, far below average that would notice it. Yeah. I was watching, I watch videos on my phone, like almost like the same way every day. So like, I'll notice if something's different about it, if there's a YouTube app update or whatever. And I was like frustratingly having to select a 1080p when it was like defaulting. I was like, my phone is like, this would only happen if I didn't have a 1080p screen like why why wouldn't it default to 1080 and then i realized oh i remember it's because youtube's defaulting to 480p right now so that's actually interesting because i haven't even noticed it's done that but that's because i've been home i've always just cast it to my tv now like i don't think i've watched a video on my phone in ah, like three weeks at this point because i just put it on the tv downstairs or i'm at my computer and i just watch it on the computer I think that still will default to the lower quality, but you may just not notice it as easily. Huh. Because when you're prompt, you're casting my mind. Do I not even? Well, it's it's like I'm sending it to the Samsung, like, YouTube app, I guess, because it's not through an actual Chromecast. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Everything's looked fine. Am I just really bad at this now? Hand I'm, me an your... a- I'm an average person, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Hand right. me your nerd card. Yeah, I don't, don't know. Don't ever come back into work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, no, yeah, that's just that's just the fact of it. But I think that also sort of highlights that uh, YouTube and you know everyone everyone watches Netflix and everyone's got their shows that they like. But the the quarantine content hashtag thing, if you go look through that, like there are people legitimately just like embracing it like youtubers and personalities online mm-hmm. are sort of filling in the gaps of like keeping you company while we're all sort of in this together we can watch videos and and f- distract ourselves from the chaos in the world just for a little bit every day just from watching videos that's kind of why i love how many <laughs> how much peter mckinnon is doing and how much yeah tons of other creators are doing right now especially even just some of- in this time even some of the big time people, like it's really cool seeing John Oliver, Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, like all their late night shows are are doing it from like their home. I think Stephen Colbert did it from his like hot tub the other day. Yeah, uh, how do I they think all some have of them such... are doing it in like iPhones or I don't? It's that weird. They thing all have where, remember... such photogenic homes. <laughs> well, I mean, they all have money. Well, John Oliver's isn't just like a white room. He always jokes about it being that he lives in a void. Yeah. But, I mean, Stephen Colbert, I think, lives in Montclair, which is just like a beautiful area. Um, if you know Montclair, New Jersey, it's a very, very uh, oh. nice area. Um, yeah. But like, it's just interesting to see what they're recording on. And I, I think some of them have done it from iPhones, haven't they? Didn't Conan do it from an iPhone? 
I think so. And, and that's probably honestly the best way to get them to do what they want to do as easily as possible. Uh, yeah. And I, I think uh, John Krasinski's thing that he did oh, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. that new good news show, which I also uh-huh. think we should link below. That, sure. uh, that'll, that'll be my quarantine content recommendation. Okay. Watch the, cool. the good news show. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty sure I can't, I don't think he ever said it, but I think I'm pretty sure I can tell by the footage that that is also shot on an iPhone. So there you go. I mean, think about when we talked back to your, they wanted 720p for your New Year's Eve thing. Like TVs aren't really shooting or broadcasting that high of quality. So an iPhone's probably good for little stuff like that. Yeah. And in in the off chance, if you were still somehow wondering if you could start a channel with (laughs) YouTube with just an iPhone or just your smartphone camera, uh, yeah, you definitely can. And now might be the best time to actually just look into that yeah if, if that, that's something i was thinking about earlier like all these people who have thought about wanting to start a youtube channel but they work a nine to five and they have to come home and make dinner and they're exhausted like i know you're still all working remote at home but there's probably some some good time you have right now to to give it a shot Do that it. and try, uh final try. cut pro final cut pro is still doing that 90 day free trial are they really three months so they extended the final cut pro uh, free trial from 30 days to 90 days. Oh, wow. Uh, so if you were just thinking of trying to see if you can edit in Final Cut Pro, you have three months to see if that works. Um, so if you hadn't you know, decided to start a channel or, or just make videos, you can actually get super into that. Yeah, not, 90 days is a pretty solid amount of time to learn at least the basics and, and get some decent videos out there. I mean, I came from Premiere, and it. I'm going to say it took me like two weeks of editing to get like my keyboard shortcuts down and mm-hmm. I was fluent in a month. So if you're coming from another operating system or another uh, NLE, then that's not going to take very long. If you've never edited video ever, it it still should be plenty of time. So there are out. plenty, plenty of tutorials online and you can get going pretty quick. I think once you learn how to like import everything and get the right settings down, it's, it's really not that bad. Yep. Chop, chop. Cool. Okay, I All have right. some other some other heartbreaking news. Yeah. Um, this one, I if you watch the What's on My Phone video, you'll see the Dark Sky app was my weather app of choice. It has been for, I think, at least three years, maybe four. Uh, it's this hyper-local app where you open it up and it'll tell you like exactly, like to the, exactly to the minute when it's going to rain, when it's going to drizzle, when the, the radar shows it's going to snow and sunset it's like a a temperature gauge everything in this app is pretty sweet it's well designed i love it uh the news came that apple bought dark sky so the the whole company the developers of the app Mm -hmm. and they put out this blog post on their website dark sky uh and we'll, we'll link that in the show notes but essentially they're saying we want to reach as many people as possible and we're on apple's side now and we're killing the android app Oh man, they're killing the Android app. What Apple buys up this great app? You know, obviously, the development behind it's been excellent. Um, and yeah, it's it's just going to be. I think by the end, yeah, by July first, twenty twenty, they'll be shutting down the Android app, which is so sad. Um, the other questions a lot of people have had about it uh, are about the API, mm-hmm. um, because not every weather app can can get all their own data. Right. So if you look at AccuWeather, they have their sources for things, for temperatures and for wind speeds and all that stuff. And if you want to make a weather app today, 
you can plug into AccuWeather's API and get all of the AccuWeather information, but in your own UI, in your own app that you made. Uh, same way if you want to make a, a map inside of your app, you can use the Google Maps API. You don't have to build your own map and go drive around getting street view from yeah, the car. Yeah. Um, so APIs, just as, as a general rule, are super helpful. So Dark Sky has an API, and they say on their site the API will continue to function through the end of 2021, and then it'll be subject to Apple's privacy policy. And oh, okay. that's that's a little bit less certain. It seems like the API may also stop working, uh, which well, I think is... They're not accepting new applications for it. Yeah, so that that sucks just as much as the app going away because mm -hmm. hyperlocal hyper weather is awesome. And there's, there's other hyperlocal weather APIs and there's other good apps. A lot of people have tweeted at me the Carrot app, which is pretty solid and the weather underground app carrot like uh, I the think, vegetable yeah i think just like the vegetable they have a pretty okay. sassy twitter account that was uh trying Ooh. to get my attention so all right i'm down <laughs> it's not the like it's sass. not the yeah it's not the <laughs> prettiest app and i think i tweeted like why has it got to be so ugly and they were like don't worry human meat bag uh <laughs> redesign is coming so you know there's gonna be there's gonna be alternatives but i was just such a fan of dark sky so i'm kind of sad to see it go yeah, that's a. What's your I, I What's your weather was, app of choice? That's, oh man, I feel like people are not going to be happy with this. So literally, whenever I want to see what the weather is, all I do is on the like the Google search button, I just type in weather, Carney. Every time. Every time, and I just what? it's got like a slider in like the Google search, <laughs> and I can go through. Do you ever do that? You just use your weather app. Uh, I haven't done that in a while. I think I do that like just randomly for fun sometimes. But like if you ever hear like, oh, you know, seven to nine inches of snow coming on Thursday. True. Like yeah. you would want like, all right, I want to keep up to date on like what exactly is going on. What's the prediction? When does it start in the morning or the afternoon? Like all this stuff, I'm always in the weather app for it. <laughs> so I'm trying to see if I, I even like, have a weather app now. What? Let's... Oh, you should just. Download Dark Sky right now so you can go through this what, pain of it disappearing with me. No, no, no. I have used Dark Sky <laughs> in the past, actually. I don't know why I don't have it now, but yeah, that's just how I've always done it. You know, I'm kind of a flows with the flows with the breeze <laughs> kind of. I ride the wave, man. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know what? We're <laughs> we got to find a new. I mean, I also have AccuWeather on my phone, and I feel like they've been pretty good about predictions. It's not the same like hyper hyper local thing. Uh, that dark sky did and what I mean I guess I should explain what that means yeah I'm I'm kind of I mean I can kind of guess what it means but but if you could explain so like that, yeah AccuWeather does like what you would expect with like the uh and it does hyperlocal too but basically the typical weather forecast is like 8 p.m 9 p.m 10 p.m what's the temperature at each of yeah. these times is it going to rain 40 percent at 8 p.m 70 percent at 9 p.m 100 percent at 10 p.m all right it's going to be raining by 9 or 10 p.m uh Hyperlocal weather is essentially crowdsourced and and again the API collects a whole bunch of stuff, but it'll tell you like based on where it's raining for some other people. Uh yeah, rain's gonna start in 17 minutes. Oh wow. And okay, it'll have yeah. like a countdown, like 16, 15, 14, and it'll keep updating. So it'll tell you like if you're about to leave the house in three minutes, hey, it's gonna start raining in 
seven minutes. And so you'll know, like, can I make it to the car and all this stuff? Yeah. All that is super useful. Uh, so uh, it's kind of a bummer that I'm going to have to be on the hunt for a better weather app now. Man, this this is a really good advertisement for Dark Sky, which sucks because <laughs> now I want to download it. But I refuse do to it. do that if I'm going to lose do it in it. two months. Download it okay. right now and go through the pain. It's right. it's the only Maybe way we I can... Will. Yeah, just we can appreciate send it, it off well. Yeah, it, it's in mem- memoriam, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, you you also brought this up in the notes. It's such a weird thing to say. Like we want to provide the world with the best information possible, and, and then, then to cut it off for like the biggest market mm-hmm. in the world. It's like weird. He says that I I can only assume that the next line he says is um, we want to do that in a way that respects your privacy. So it kind of feels like. We don't mm. trust. We only trust Apple's privacy. Apple already Maybe. firing shots. Yeah, right. Like it feels like a shot fired, and that if I read that, it makes me feel a little better. But it still seems like there's a way you can respect privacy and still be on a platform that doesn't alienate half of. This is another thing I th- I wrote in the notes. You can uh, instead of taking it away from half the smartphone world, but isn't it crazy to say? half the smartphone world when it's one company versus like 10 companies but we still always consider just app ios versus android true isn't that like weird it's weird to think about that one company is so big and and has such a market share i'm sure the market share is not 50 50 but like it's got to be pretty close and it's crazy that one company controls potentially half of the the smartphones yeah i mean i installed um I installed this. I have Dark Sky on my iPhone too. It's been on like my iPhone's home screen setup also for years. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, I guess that's just uh, just some more sad news. Very sad. <laughs> yeah, we'll check Carrot out. Bring bring the sass on. <laughs> um, I think I have one more. It's not even like a news story, but it, I'm sure we all heard that GameStop was like making all of its employees try and come in during all of this and deeming them essential because we all know how essential it is to buy a a physical copy of a video game. I can't believe people still do that, really. I'm sure there's some argument like, well, do you really own the game if you don't download it? But whatever. I think they eventually came to their senses and sent everyone home, but now apparently they're bringing everyone back in, which is just absurd to me. So uh, I don't know how you feel about this because I'm sure you haven't been to a GameStop in forever. Um, But like... Yeah, I don't know how I... If any of you still go to GameStop, if this isn't the reason to just completely never even think about them ever again, I, I don't really know what is. I it, it like it physically made me mad to know that they're forcing people to come in right now. It's crazy. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I, I can't... In what world do they think like, oh yeah, this will go over well, keeping GameStops open in a world where everything else is ideally not staying open for the safety of their customers and their employees. Come on. Uh, the, the only thing I can think of is like, hey, people are home all the time. They probably want to play a bunch of video games and Animal Crossing just came out and that's huge. But like, and even if even if this wasn't going on, I feel like no one goes to GameStop anyways. I, they, <laughs> they're probably just dying and they understand that this could probably put them under, but... Uh, yeah, I guess that's sorry weird. if there's some huge GameStop fanboys out there. I don't think there are, but it just seems it seems dangerous to me and just just dumb. 
Yeah. No, we should all definitely still be practicing our social distancing. Yeah. Taking sure. it easy, doing what we can, being responsible, and uh, weathering through it together. Yeah. We'll get um, through it one day. We will. So I guess let's take let's take a one more quick break, and then we'll come back to do. I asked on Twitter what people wanted to know. People staying at home should have the most creative questions yeah, right. possible. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm hoping. I'm expecting real big things out of the, the Q&A after the break. So yes, yeah, so let's, let's take a quick break and come back for that. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you, you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, welcome back. 
Time for a little bit of Q&A. As we said, you guys all staying at home should have plenty of time to dream up the, the simply the best questions we've ever had on Waveform. So I'm really excited for this. <laughs> we oh. tweeted uh, asking what you guys wanted to know. We can talk tech. We can talk quarantine. By the way, during the break, I think I've decided the next video is going to be a vlogish style just to put in together, you know, the 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 new studio space and maybe showing the a little bit of the process just needed a global pandemic for you to finally vlog something i guess that's, that's... what it took huh <laughs> <laughs> so uh i guess we can just dive right into people's questions see what we're talking about here uh all right i have one right off the bat um now see i guess you have to think about this not as a reviewer because it's if you had to stop using one of these five brands for the rest of your life which one would you kick out apple samsung google oneplus tesla Interesting. Yeah. Kick one of those brands one. out. Uh, my instinct right now is Samsung. Wait, say those say the five again. Yeah. yeah. Apple, Google, Samsung, okay. Google, OnePlus, Tesla. So if it's Apple, that means I have to relearn video editing on some other I could just go to Premiere, but I feel like right now I'm really, really locked in with Final Cut Pro. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna have to keep Apple, right? Uh, you go to Google and there's like every Google service I use. <laughs> so I YouTube. Mean, I think <laughs> it's, in, yeah, and just like Google search. Yeah, Google search, <laughs> Gmail, calendar. I ref- refuse to use Bing. That's, yeah, there's that's no, no way we're getting, I think Google's locked for everyone. Yeah. Um, Samsung for me, I really don't use that much Samsung stuff. Like my phone was a Galaxy S20 Ultra for a while. Um, but other than that, I'm trying to think like, do I have a, do I have a Samsung TV that I couldn't get? Like, I, I don't know. Samsung's not really that locked. They don't have much of an ecosystem here. Uh-huh. Um, then you said OnePlus. I could also get rid of OnePlus, but I happen to really like their phones. So I think they're on the same tier as Samsung. And then uh, then Tesla. I, I would keep my Tesla. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. So, so given that choice, I put Samsung. I, I think Samsung is the one I would, I would boot first. Maybe OnePlus right after. But yeah, interesting. That is actually yeah. kind of creative. There we go. Okay. It's a it's a good question, I think. I mean, obviously you couldn't actually do them if you want to keep being a, a reviewer, but yeah. I think <laughs> outside of making videos. My, mine's different though, because like okay. Google Google, we all agreed, can't do it. But then after that, I don't use Apple. I have a Samsung TV and I love it, but I also understand that LG TVs are like incredible as well. Yeah. In their own definitely. right. So like I could swap Samsung stuff for LG. I don't use OnePlus. I mean, Apple and OnePlus are both things to me. I guess I use uh, an iMac at work, and I do really enjoy it. Apple and OnePlus are both things where, like, I know they make really good stuff, and I know in the future I will use one of their products. And actually, same with Tesla. Like, Tesla is a car that I'm looking forward to getting at some point in my life. It doesn't work right now. I think if I had to not pick one, it'd probably be... Is Samsung or OnePlus probably? Yeah, like Samsung helps me better now. You got me really hyped thinking OnePlus might finally do wireless charging. So like, yeah, that might edge out Samsung right now and just get an LG TV. I do love my Samsung TV, by the way, but I think they're the ones who they have enough alternatives to all of their different products. I think you could could ditch that one. Yeah. Okay. No more Bixby though, which would be real, real tough. It's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, here's one, but we have to remember. 
Oh, let me ask you this, and we'll see if we can remember together. Okay. Uh, this one's from Joe. What were uh when you were brainstorming? What names didn't make the cut for the podcast? Oh, Do you, we spent a long, long time coming up with Wait yeah, Club. yeah. I mean, I was we were looking at a bunch of like other names of like video and audio editing, yeah, uh, words. Just whether like it was audio like scopes or yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can think of another specific one that we didn't use. Yeah, I think what oh, like man. finally brought us it's actually kind of interesting and and for anyone out there wondering why the Twitter handle is WVFRM and why the podcast name is Waveform spelled out completely is I think the reason we landed on Waveform was one because it was an an audio term but two we typed it out almost like a radio like WVFRM and it's the same amount of letters as MKBHD so when you put them on top of each other they they fit and it looks really up. Yeah, it yeah. looked real nice. Um, the reason we eventually went with regular waveform is just SEO purposes and and stuff like that. It's much harder to to search for being like it's waveform WVFRM. It's like an extra little thing you have to search for, and we weren't sure if that was a good idea or not. So yeah, so maybe you didn't get any names out of that, but there's a little fun story as to why our Twitter handle, which our Twitter handle, we got like the minute we wanted to do that. And then yeah. the podcast didn't come out for like another six or seven months. Oh, uh, someone asked, just is there a Tesla Model S Raven review in, upcoming? If not, why not change that? <laughs> uh, the truth is there's a lot of autofocus videos that I would love to do right now. But as a person in isolation, that is very difficult. <laughs> so uh, yeah. the answer to why not change that is responsibility. But maybe later in the year, we'll get back to that. We started getting a couple shots for a potential one yeah we did we shot we have about half of tesla video shot of a bunch of like uh auto park and auto summon and a bunch of these (laughs) smart summon features one of them which includes brandon running in front of my car as it's driving with no one in it shooting (laughs) so we have that but like tying it all together with the rest might be kind of tough um that's just yeah. one you can't shoot by yourself. That's it's that's so hard to shoot hard. that. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe we'll we'll complete that in a couple weeks. Oh, okay. So someone also asked, "What is happening in the world of ultimate frisbee?" Uh, right now, it's kind of along the same lines as every other sport. Um, obviously, when you think about what frisbee is, it's a bunch of people all in one place, all tossing around the same piece of plastic and then going home. Uh, so yeah, and plastic being one of the like materials that it the virus lasts on the longest. Too, yeah, so. so not ideal. And we were about to get started with the AODL season, which was a spectator sport, obviously. Um, so that was suspended uh, until further notice. We don't know if there's going to be a season or if there's going to be a, a part of a season or what's going to happen there. Um, then there was the college season, which slowly got gobbled up it was just first like pre-regionals tournaments canceled then it was regionals and then nationals so the whole season's pretty much gone uh which is Mm -hmm. sad for seniors and people who are you know on their last hurrah or maybe making a championship move this year um and then there's the club season which is typically a summer thing as well 
Um, again, we don't know enough about the future to say whether that's happening yet or not, but it's safe to say right now, nobody's practicing. Nobody, everyone's just yeah. working out in their basements, like, like, you know, the rest of us and hoping for the best. Yeah. I think like the first big club tournament is usually like end of June, possibly like Boston invite for us is the first one, which is usually the last weekend of June. So it's not something yeah. they're they quite have to worry so much about yet because that's just the start of the season. It ends all the way in October. So yeah. But, but when we'll you think about it, happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the Olympics was this summer and that move yeah. I mean, finally and, and, was moved to next year. And by the end of June, teams usually have a roster set. So that means they've been doing tryouts since the start of May. Um, yeah. And right now that doesn't look like it's in the cards, but uh, I think it'll just be kind of shortened. Has the NBA ever had like, lockout like half seasons the nhl has yeah they have a, they've had a couple actually some okay. some some due to a lockout uh player lockout strikes and some due to world wars <laughs> oh geez okay <laughs> yeah so i guess it'll be club might be something like that it's what do we think is going to happen with like nba and nhl playoffs i know everyone actually this is kind of cool that like all of them are simulating games on like vi- like video games and and they're doing like post-game interviews and stuff about how their player played in the i know the devil's goalie had like a uh, a game where he blocked like 101 shots so they like did a post-game interview with him with like a regular beat reporter and his kids like crawling over him at his house and they're asking him about you know like it was his best best performance ever and how he felt about it it's i find it it's funny that they can do stuff like that now to still entertain yeah. the fans a little bit but do you think like playoffs and finals are going to happen what's gonna it's really tough to say that's like a that's the weird position the nba is in right now um and to give them credit the the commissioner adam uh what's adam silver what's his name he's, i have no idea he's done an incredibly good job of being proactive and obviously they were like one of the first major leagues to shut down um, but yeah, they're, they're actively like thinking about, wow, do we just go straight to playoffs or depending on how long this lasts, do we shorten from like seven game series to five game series? Uh, they, I think they just want to find a way to crown a winner. I think yeah, that's, I mean, like, that's really the goal. So NBA playoffs start like mid April, like th- around the 20th, right? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. So I have no idea how they would finish a regular season. Um, I don't know how close. Are there any teams like in the NBA that are like really close to playoff spots since like a couple points difference? Or yeah, it's it's always top eight from each conference goes to the playoffs. And like there was there was a team in the ninth spot with the easiest schedule, uh, and the, oh. the team in the eighth spot had the hardest schedule. So the momentum, and they just got their rookie Zion back. So like they're probably gonna make a run for the playoffs, but who knows? So there's some tough spots there, but yeah, that's, I am not envious of the, uh, the NBA's position to like decide all this stuff. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be rough no matter what. Uh, But yeah, that's what's happening in the ultimate world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, someone said, what do you think about the news that Apple's doing an event right around the same date to mess with OnePlus? Didn't this happen last year? Either last year or the year before. There were two events on the same exact date, I like and I, I think it was Apple that. and OnePlus. I, I, it definitely was OnePlus. Yeah, uh, and it was like a game of chicken, and then eventually OnePlus moved, and their reasoning was, well, we'd like you to be able to go to both 
So we moved <laughs> so you can go to both <laughs> instead of I'm just sure. like we don't want to get overshadowed, obviously. Uh, wow. Yeah, I think that's Apple is rumored to have an event on the 15th. And right now, OnePlus is having an event on the 14th. So right now they don't have to move, but that's pretty, pretty brutal. It's close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's one that I, I know the answer to, but I I feel like I want to I want to say something about it. It's, I'm assuming you haven't played the new Animal Crossing game, right? I haven't. Yeah, I haven't either. It's it's something that doesn't really strike me as something i'm interested in but i super appreciate all the people who are sending us like tweets and stuff on uh the subreddit of like you can recreate the merch and stuff and like so your character can wear in the game and people have like posters on their their walls with the mkbhd logo and people are wearing jordans and everything like they do some really creative stuff in there so so i like seeing all the uh the like merchandise and stuff you guys recreate in there it's cool to see yeah i think i saw someone with the matt black everything shirt yeah i've seen that i've seen that i've seen like core logo um there's a bunch i know ken ken and rich from the tl or well from austin and john's channels they like show they're wearing like Jordan and Supreme stuff on their characters. And it's, it's so cool. It's amazing. Well, like I said, it doesn't seem like a game that I would be super into. Um, but it's really cool how people are like, actually it's kind of a perfect game. Like here's a game where you can do all the stuff you would kind of do in real life, except now you're trapped in a house. So you can do all of it on a video game instead. Oh, okay. I see. There's another one asking about pixel four a, but I'm actually going to twist it as to just what's going to happen with that phone because as you may or may not know Google IO was canceled canceled like they were going to do uh they were going to do online only and a bunch of online sessions and live streaming but still it's that's still an event it's a production that requires people coming in for yeah. it uh they that eventually canceled IO completely now last year Google IO is where the 3A was announced and that turned out to be their hit phone of the year so what happens to 4A? Do they just silently announce it uh, kind of like I this f- MacBook Air did? I wonder if they'll do some sort of like separate live stream announcement just for that. Not like the whole IO that needs like 10 different presenters and everything. Maybe they'll just do like a small indoor stage kind of one or two person setup to announce it. That that would make the most sense, I feel like. Yeah, I think, I, think it, I kind of... This has been a theme of like canceling major events. Um, Huawei had an event for their phone, which is crazy, but I feel like you could do just live stream events for like here to the next couple months. OnePlus is doing a live stream event for their phone. Doubt there's going to be a lot of people there. I think they're just going to live stream a recorded video basically to announce it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Google would do that for the 4A. Who knows? Yeah, that, they've got to do something. Some sort of video, someone needs to be talking, whether it's just one person or, I don't know. It might be pretty primitive, but it'll. I'm sure they'll do something for it. Yeah. Okay, there's another one. I'll ask this to you. Uh, how has the use of technology impacted the way your family and you communicate or even with friends? I mean, like, we're all seeing these Zoom hangouts and... Man, That's what I was going to say. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom is just like, it's everything. So we don't use Zoom for everything because it's a time limit on it unless you have the... So whenever we hang out with any friends that are teachers, one of them usually has one and they can nice. use their full-blown one, which is nice. Um, 
but a lot of Zoom or video hangouts, a lot of Jackbox. If you don't know what Jackbox is, it's a fantastic game where one person can share the screen and everyone can just play it on their phones. So we do that a lot. Um, I actually think one of their games called Drawful, which is very fun, is free on Steam right now. So highly suggest that to anyone who's uh, trying to find a game that's easy to play over video chat stuff. Um, But yeah, a lot of that. And then other than that, I use technology every day. I'm just using it way, way more now. I'm sitting on my computer all the time. I'm casting stuff while I work out or just watching TV or Netflix and Tiger King, obviously. (laughs) I was going to say that (laughs) there's just a lot more like video calling to just in general. Like I've had Mm -hmm. briefings, which are video calls instead of meetings, um, which has actually been great. (laughs) And then I've had, yeah, just like when you have to, we try to catch up with people you can either call them on the phone or like a zoom call. Like I've, I bet zooms maybe more strained now or just growing more now (laughs) than they ever have in the existence of their company. Like they're, they're everywhere now. So yeah, just, just spent a lot more of that. It also, Mm. sorry, I forgot about this. I feel like it also is just going to make everyone realize that why are all webcams so terrible on laptops? Like (laughs) there's nobody like I just use my laptop webcam because I don't feel like grabbing the webcam off my computer to like come in to use it for that just to be a little higher quality. But like everyone's webcam is so bad. Actually, the only time I actually pulled my other one out is we had some friends. Uh, we've talked to them for a while. They wanted to teach us how to make homemade pasta. And we're like, all right, mm-hmm. now we've got the time. So I like set up the nice webcam on my uh, microphone arm and had it like, so I could talk to them, but then when I needed to make sure I was doing something right, I would bend it down to the uh, the cutting board nice. where I was trying to make the pasta. So it, it actually <laughs> came out really, really good. So uh, I doubt Bree and Katie are listening to this, but they did a, a great job teaching. See, this is the this is the beginning of a, a revolution where everyone realizes how awesome it is to do stuff online instead of in person. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, we'll see. I have been thinking, you streamed with Austin the other day, right? Yeah, we did a quick live stream on his YouTube channel. That was that was pretty cool. I was watching it. I was sending in dumb messages to try and get you guys. I saw cool. your super chats. <laughs> yeah. Those are um, great super chats. Man, if we stay if we stay quarantined long enough, I think we're gonna have to find out how to do some sort of team live stream. I've had a couple ideas actually. Have you ever heard of um I think I've talked to you guys about it. It's called uh Keep Talking and No One Explodes. Oh. It's like uh, no. <laughs> it's a it's a really fun game where basically like we would all be on some sort of voice chat and one person has this like bomb in front of them on the screen and everybody else has this like manual on how to disarm all the different aspects of the bomb. So one person has to can see the bomb but no one else can. So they have to describe to everyone what it's like. So I thought it would be oh, kind of fun if of we those. we yeah. live streamed like you, me, Vin, Brandon, uh, some of us, you know, we take turns switching between who has the uh, the bomb and who has to read the directions or or something like that. I'm trying to think of a game we can all play that might be fun. That could be solid. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, here's a, maybe we can wrap up on this one. Uh, with Huawei's Porsche line and McLaren's OnePlus collab, which smartphone manufacturer should partner with Tesla for maybe like a Roadster collab, and what would that look like? Wow. That is actually a pretty uh-huh. interesting 
creative question. Is it I, bad that my my first impression is it's going to look terrible because all of the supercar collabs look awful? Uh, generally, the McLaren one looked better. Yeah, they recently. get they get pretty wild with the design. I think the Porsche, even the Porsche like Huawei stuff is hit or miss. Some of it looks kind of tacky. Uh, yeah. uh, the cases they make for all of them are terrible. Oh yeah, they get really carried away with the leather stitching and, and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. Maybe something, I guess when you go with Tesla, you kind of have to either emphasize battery or speed. So to me, like the ROG phone is coming to mind, like biggest that battery in a phone. not what I was expecting you to say Interesting. At all. I mean, they're both sort of like over the top techie, right? Yeah. Biggest battery, fastest phone. That's like the, that's the Roadster in a phone right there. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not the all best right, so, looking. So then let's, let's take this off of that and go to what car company would you pair up with Google and what car company would you pair up with Apple and Samsung? Mm. Yeah. Were you, were you thinking I would do one of those for the Roadster for Tesla? I was trying to figure out a reason to pick one of those. I was not thinking you were going to go Asus. Um, (laughs) So now, now I'm wondering like what, I mean, if, if we're getting to the point where Asus is partnering with a car company, I think we're at the point where Google, Anything Samsung, goes. Apple probably is too. Probably, so. yeah. So, okay. I mean, the thing about, I was going to go like something like a Prius for the Toyota, but like, I guess you need like a, a supercar. So you got to go really, you got to pick another supercar. If you want to make fun of a phone company, <laughs> you can pick a Prius. Uh, let me go with, so if you're Apple, Apple's probably the easiest place to start because you go clean design, uh-huh. specs don't matter, but user experience does. You'd probably go with like a super high-end luxury, like a like a Maybach or like a Bentley like a or Bentley, something. Yeah. Okay. Because then, because you know, obviously you're gonna yeah, pay extra like for the status name. symbol, like. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. So there it is, Bentley edition iPhone 12. <laughs> All right. That, um, now you talking about that got me thinking towards Samsung, which is like the opposite. It's like super flashy what's flashy and not clean and i'm instantly oh lamborghini already did it with uh oppo (laughs) oh yeah there's a lamborghini edition oppo fine x so maybe ferrari for samsung which is just like i i feel like for wow car people are gonna hate me for this stuff that i say because i have no (laughs) idea what i'm talking about but like i love this ferrari feels like a little cleaned up version of lamborghini lamborghini is like super aggressive like sharp lines like That's overly fair. video game-ish where ferrari still has a little bit of its old like heritage oldness. yeah heritage thank you heritage <laughs> sure. coming out behind it but still looks aggressive and really sharp and and powerful so i would go i think that's fair there. i think that's now, fair. google now what is google now google is is good at the thing that most people don't appreciate much which is software like most people don't realize how really important oh. it is to be good at software and they're great okay. at it. So maybe so how about, I have an idea. Let's see what you think of this. Okay. And let's put what if the Pixel was like the Acura NSX? Like it's a great mm. car to drive every day. It like feels like a car all the time, but it is just not actually keeping up with Lamborghini, Ferrari, M- McLaren. Yeah. And no matter how much you lower the price, you still wouldn't buy one if you could <laughs> buy the other one. <laughs> like you could make the NSX as low of a price as you want and you're still if you have Lamborghini money you're not getting an NSX yeah yeah Which is funny that might be I, accurate I lo- like my pixel a lot and I love the NSX I think it's a really cool car I guess that's perfect but then 
There we go. <laughs> yeah, NSX. So uh, Acura Edition Pixel Five. Look for it in your in your local so, your stores. So boring. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's that's going to sell a lot. Trust me. Uh, all right, we'll end it at that. A lot of fun. I, I think we might ha- we we'll get in this rhythm. Apologies if there's any like you know interruptions or talking over each other. Obviously, yeah. this is the first time we're doing a remote podcast instead of I being on is, the like, same just setup. A little tiny like latency. So like when both of us talk at the same time, there's a couple times where both of us then stop for the other. And yeah, it, it was a little strange not seeing each other. Actually, I wonder if we did a, a video call in this just to make it. I don't know. We'll mess around with it. But if this yeah, comes we'll out really good, it was pretty easy. So maybe we'll do a couple bonus episodes too. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Hopefully you guys are all staying safe, staying inside, staying responsible. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Waveform was brought to you with Studio 71 and our intro-outro music was created by Cameron Parlow. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.